Well, it is a good morning to everyone, uh, regardless of gender or position or family status. Thank you for coming, but special welcome to all those who are mums and mum-like roles today. I'll ask you to turn your Bibles to First uh, John chapter 3, please. First uh, John chapter 3, and we're going to read verses 7 through 10, please. First uh, John chapter 3, and we'll start from verse 7. One John three seven, little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. Let's pray and commit our time to the Lord. Our Father in heaven, we are thankful, Lord, that we can be here today. We're thankful, Lord, to have your word as our guide, and I pray that you would teach us aright in it. Father, I do want to pray that your spirit would be at work. I pray, Lord, that you would convict hearts. I pray that as your word promises, uh, the word of God would be used as a quick and powerful sword this morning. I pray that it would divide down to our deepest parts, uh, that we might be able to understand where we are before you. Help us to understand our relationship with you this morning. And Father, we pray that we might grow from it. Lord, bless us for being in church this morning. Bless us because we're exposed to the word. Bless us because we're exposed to the work of the Spirit. But I pray that we would leave here this morning a convicted people, a people who knows what your will is for us. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, there is no escaping the family today, is there? Uh, it is Mother's Day. Wherever you go, you'll see it, whether it's plastered on the walls of shops or celebrated in family gatherings. Uh, it is Mother's Day out there. Uh, out the back, we've just celebrated a family day in Sunday school. And so wherever you go, here or there, you're thinking about the family, I'm sure. Today, many people, especially in Australia, are going to be spending time with their family. Uh, but no one gets to choose which family they get to spend time with. Uh, that's something that we don't wake up uh, on a day that is related to the family and think, well, you know, I feel like a bit of deep sea fishing today. I might go and spend some time with the Carlyle, see if Anthony might take me out for a while. I feel like uh, speaking about uh, some work-related incidents and seeing if I can get some support for that. So I might go and spend some time with the Duffies today and see if I can get some encouragement there. Uh, we would love to be able to just sit down for a while and say, I'm going to pick this family today. That's who I'm going to be a part of today. I think I need this in my life, and so I'm going to be a part of that family for the day. We don't get to choose our family, do we? We are born into a family and on Mother's Day it's good for us to remember that it is really our mother who determines which family we are born into. You may be thankful for the family in which you live. You may be ungrateful. You should be thankful for the family in which you live. Perhaps it is difficult for you to think about the family that you live in, the family that you come from. Perhaps uh, the thoughts of Mother's Day 
uh, bring up difficult thoughts for you to process. But what I want to do this morning is remind you that the family that you are born into is not the most important family that you belong to. Uh, The family that gave you your last name, if you will, is not your most important family. I know Brother Fraser touched on this a little bit in the Sunday school, and uh, it's really made me think that I wonder if we had a a lot of visitors this morning at Sunday school. And I wonder if maybe the Lord has uh, brought the visitors in and gave them that message, and then uh, a lot of our visitors have moved on now. And I wonder if that's because maybe the Lord wants you, who thinks that you are all right in this, to be convicted and to think about this for yourself. Because there are a lot of people who sit in churches and who think that they belong to a certain spiritual family who are mistaken. They'll go through their whole life thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm a good person or yeah, I come to church. Yeah, I know what the gospel is. And that causes them to think that they're a Christian. Causes them to think that they're all right when it comes to these matters. But I think God wants to speak to your heart this morning. I think God wants you to be certain of where you stand before him. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 10 was one of the verses that we read in our introduction. In this, the children of God are manifest and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 10 tells us that there are two spiritual families and this is my main point only two only two spiritual families the children of god and the children of the devil and you here this morning are a member of one of these two families there is no escaping it either you are a child of god or you are a child of the devil and you might say well that's pretty harsh to say if i'm not a child of god then you're calling me a child of satan Uh, look this is not something that i've made up this is god's revelation to express to you your spiritual condition you ought to be thankful for the insight that the bible gives to us so we can do something about it there are only two alternatives we either are a member of the family of god or we are a child of the devil And this morning, I want to just have a look at those two families, first of all, and see to which you belong. First of all, let's have a look at the children of the devil, the children of Satan. Ephesians chapter 2, if you'll turn there with me. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1, And you hath he quickened, brought to life, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 2 talks about children of disobedience. Now the children of disobedience are 
um, here the children of disobedience towards God. Those who understand what God has said, those who go against those things that are written in God's word. If you want to know uh, what God wants us to obey, the Ten Commandments are a good starting point and the rest of the Bible are clarification. Uh, the God knows, God makes it very clear to us what he wants of us. And there are people who are children of disobedience, those people who have disobeyed God's word. God says, thou shalt not bear false witness. The children of disobedience lie. God says, thou shalt not steal. Children of disobedience steal. God says, thou shalt not commit murder. Children of disobedience murder, but the children of disobedience also hate their brothers, which is as good as murder in the eyes of Jesus Christ. Children of disobedience are those who have disobeyed God. But Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 3 then goes on and talks about other children, which looks like another group, but it's not. Verse 3, among whom also we all had our conversation in time past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. And this is not talking about angry children, children who get cranky. It's talking about children who are under wrath. Because they have disobeyed God, those who are children of disobedience are also children of wrath. Because one day God has promised that he is going to punish all of those who have disobeyed his commandments. It is outside of God's character to be unjust. God is going to judge all of those who have sinned, all of those who have transgressed his laws. And therefore... All of those who have sinned are by nature children of wrath. Children who are walking towards the wrath of God. It's not a nice picture, is it? Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 6 says, Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. It's because of disobedience. It's because of sin that God is going to judge people. And the most important question I think that we can ask at this point, considering that all of those who sin are walking towards the wrath of God, walking towards the judgment of God, the most important question we can ask is how do we enter this family? If it is a bad thing to be a part of the children of the devil, the children of disobedience, the children of wrath, how do I know if I'm a part of that family? How do I know if that's where my family is, if that's where my family are? Romans chapter 5 and verse 12 talks about the entrance of sin into the world. Romans chapter 5 and verse 12. How does a person choose to join the family of Satan? I mean, this is a pretty serious thing. Surely you'd have to do something pretty bad to become a part of the family of Satan, the family of the devil. And I think we can clear up some misunderstandings here. How do we join this family? Romans 5.12, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, this is speaking about Adam, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. 
This verse is telling us that because we are all the descendants of Adam and Eve, as Brother Fraser mentioned to us this morning in Sunday school, we're all descendants of those first of that first pair. Because of that, we are born into Adam's family. And Adam's family is a family of sin. As by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin, so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. Not by their own conscious choice necessarily, but it's speaking about all have sinned in Adam. Because we are the descendants of Adam and Eve, we inherit sin. We are a part of the family that disobeys God and therefore we are the children of disobedience. We are the children of wrath by birth. What do you have to do to become a part of the family of Satan? What do you have to do to become a a child of the devil? It sounds really bad. You have to be born into this world. Once you are born into this world, you are a child of disobedience. You are a child of the devil. And if we do nothing about it, that's where we'll remain for all eternity. You see, you don't have to do something really bad. It's not the worst of the worst of humanity that get called the children of the devil. No, it's those who disobey God's word. It's those who are sinners and you know all of us would put up their hand and say yeah I'm a sinner and so I suppose a little bit like our earthly families we don't get to choose which family we are born into even spiritually we're all born as children of the devil that might sound hard but at the same time we are all born with the ability change that we are all given a choice to do something about it and so if we are part of the if we are part of the family of satan then we are destined to wrath we need to be assured of that this morning so we don't have some sort of false confidence that we're not too bad and so our second point this morning far more encouraging than the first point the children of god 1 John chapter 1 and verse 12. It's a wonderful verse. God opens the doors of his family. John chapter 1 and verse 12. John 1 12 says, But as many as received him, the him there is Jesus Christ, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Jesus Christ was sent by God, and he was sent for the purpose of the forgiveness of sins. He came to die upon the cross that he might bear the punishment for our sin, that he could take away our sin. Uh, He could die in my place so that instead of me having to be punished for my own disobedience, Christ could take the wrath of God in my place so that I'm not destined to wrath anymore. Receiving Jesus Christ as Savior is the way that we become children of God. John chapter 1 and verse 12. But as many as received him, 
To them gave he power to become the sons of God. It's because in Jesus Christ we can have forgiveness of sin. That's why when we receive Jesus Christ as Savior, we can become a part of the family of God. Because our sin problem is taken care of. We're no longer the children of disobedience, the children of wrath, if Christ has become our forgiveness of sin. Once that's taken care of, we can become a part of the family of God. But be very clear upon this. There is only one way that we can be a child of God. There is only one way that we can enter God's family. It's not by wanting to be a part of it. 1 John chapter 1, sorry, John chapter 1 and verse 12, the verse we just read, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. What does that mean? Even to them that believe on his name. In order to become a child of God, you must believe in the only name that has saved you from your sin. The only one who has died for your sins. That's the only way to be saved. It's the only way to become a child of God. Though we are the devils by birth, we can be adopted as gods by faith. We can be the children of God by our own faith in Jesus Christ. You know, John chapter, uh, John chapter 1 and verse 13, the very next verse, it says, which were born, this is the sons of God, which were born not of blood. You can't be a child of God because you're in the right family, earthly family, nor of the will of the flesh. You can't become a child of God just by effort, just by trying. You can't. You can't by the will of man just by wanting to. That doesn't make you a child of God. You can't do it. Only of God. It's only by placing our faith in Jesus Christ, only by going through God's channel of salvation that we can ever become a part of God's family. Only by receiving Jesus Christ. Galatians 3.26 says it really, really clear. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. No other way. We are not God's children when we are born into this world. You have to understand that. You are not automatically God's child by birth. You must be born again. You must. Sitting on the fence about Jesus Christ simply means that you remain in Satan's family. Just means that you're not changing families. Because you are born into Satan's family and you'll stay there for the whole time if you do nothing about it. You are not born familyless. Jesus said this, John chapter 3, verse 18, if we can read that verse, just a couple of chapters over. John chapter 3 and verse 18. He that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. If we haven't had faith in Christ, we're not neutral. It says right there, He that believeth not is condemned already. 
you do nothing about your eternal state, you are a child of wrath. You're a child walking towards God's judgment. The wonderful thing about that is today you can become a child of God. Today you can choose to exit the family of Satan and enter the family of God. Not just by your desire to, but by placing your faith in Jesus Christ, the only one who can save you from your sin. There is only one way to be saved. But praise the God, it's a simple way. It's easy. We just realize that Jesus Christ is the only way to be saved because he's the only one who died for our sins and we call upon him to save us. I wonder, will you do that today? Are you courageous enough to accept the truth that you are a part of Satan's family by birth? But will you do something about it today because it's open? (laughs) We all can. And so perhaps that is your decision I need to become a part of God's family today. Perhaps this is a decision that you had to come to and you've come to that decision and that happened a while ago. Our third and final point this morning, I just want to close by going back to 1 John chapter 3 and talking about family resemblance. 1 John chapter 3. And we'll read that passage once again, verses 7 to 10. One John three seven, little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. In this the children of God are manifest and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. We have already established this morning that a person cannot be saved by works of righteousness, not by the deeds that we do because we could never do enough to atone for all that we've done that is wrong. But even though we can't be saved by good works. Those who are the children of God need to start showing some family resemblance and they will show that they are God's children by the way that they live. We are saved to show good works, not because we show good works. We have to be aware of that. And so if we like to say that we are children of God, if we like to say that we know that God is our Father, But at the same time, we don't live righteously. Perhaps we've never really lived righteously. We've only claimed to be a part of God's family, but there's never been any fruit. Then I would challenge you to really have a look at that. A person who is genuinely part of God's family ought to show that they are part of God's family. That's what 1 John chapter 3 is all about. 1 John as a book is not a book about how to get saved. And so when we read things about uh, whoever is born of God doth not commit sin, it doesn't mean that the first sin, you're struck out of the family of God. That's not right. 
First John is written that we might have assurance of our position before God and a life that is lived in sin is a life that works against saying that we are saved. If we are living in sin, then we are showing that we are not really born of God. Children of God can't easily live a life like that. Child of God is never going to be perfect, this side of heaven at least. (laughs) But there ought to be some family resemblance. We should care about uh, carrying on the family business, if you will. God's in the business of holiness and his children ought to be concerned about the same. And so we ought to be concerned about righteousness. That should be something on the minds of the children of God. And I trust that if you're saved here this morning, you'll remember that. It is important, this kind of life that you live. The choices that you make, they make a difference. 1 John chapter 3 there also speaks about not loving our brother. Verse 10, in this the children of God are manifest and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God. Neither he that loveth not his brother. We are a part of a spiritual family once we become Christians. That's what we've been talking about this morning. We become a part of God's family. But if we don't love our brother, brothers and sisters in Christ then we're showing that we hate our family our brothers and sisters in Christ are our church this is the place where the family of God universal meets locally and if we choose not to love our brothers and sisters in Christ what we're doing is dishonoring our family at large if people look into the family of God and see Christians fighting with each other hating each other, not sacrificing themselves for one another, then it brings dishonor upon God's family. God's children ought to care about God's children. It's part of being a family. You think about it, if you uh, know a family, we won't say if it's our family or not, (laughs) But if you know a family that fights among themselves and you look at that family and think, I would love to be a part of that family. I'm sure you don't think that. I'm sure when you see a family that fights among themselves, you think, wow, I'm really glad that I'm not a part of that family. Wouldn't it break our hearts if that's what the world said about our church? Boy, I'm really glad I'm not a part of that family. Jesus Christ said, By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one for another. People ought to be able to look at this church, at this family and say, Well, I want to be a part of that family. That family loves each other. And I trust that is our testimony in the community. And I hope that we'll be working towards that end. I remember a story about uh, two brothers and they started up a uh, shoe company. It was called the Das Family Shoe Company. And they were working together and they were doing quite well. Uh, They were working out of their basement until it came to World War II. And one of the brothers uh, had a, a bomb shelter. And he went and he stayed in that bomb shelter. And his brother 
brought his family to come into the bomb shelter and knocked on the door and tried to get in. And the brother that was coming in heard the brother inside say, oh, those dirty ones are back again. And the family outside thought the brother is talking about us. But the family inside were talking about the ones who were bombing from the sky. And so those brothers ended up in a fight between each other. And those brothers never reconciled each other. Uh, one of those brothers, his first name, um, oh, I can't remember the whole name, but he used part of his first name and his second name and put them together and made Adidas shoes. So that's one of the shoe companies. And the other one, his brother tried to make a similar thing, but the name never worked out. And so he changed his name to Puma. And so you've got Puma shoes and Adidas shoes. Now, can you just think for a moment how much trouble they would give Nike if Adidas and Puma were together? Can you see what's being hurt there? By fighting in a family, uh, their potential has been hindered. And brethren, so will ours. If we fight among ourselves, if we're not willing to put up with one another, and we're sinners, we'll have to do that. We're not going to be perfect enough to never offend one another. That's how we're going to show people that we are the family of God. That's what Jesus said. And so as you think on family today, I want you to ask yourself two questions. First of all, to which family do I belong? And remember, there's only two choices. Secondly, if I belong in the family of God, am I acting like it? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you, Lord, and we thank you, Lord, for throwing open the doors of your family. Uh, we know, Lord, that as sinners we don't deserve to approach unto you, but we thank you, Lord, for showing the initiative and sending your Son to come and to die in our place, that we might be welcomed into the family of God. I pray this morning, Lord, if there is someone here, if there are many here, and they're not sure that they really are a part of God's family, maybe they thought they were born into God's family, Lord, I pray that today they would be born again, that they might know what it means to be a child of God, to be a part of that family who is not destined to wrath, but is destined to an eternal joy of living with our Father in heaven. Our God, we commit ourselves to you today. We pray that you would, Lord, give us insight into our own hearts. Help us not to think about other commitments, other people, but help us to get this eternally weighty matter finished today. We pray that you would bless our time as we reflect upon ourselves. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.